Okay, guys. <laughs> I literally cannot stop laughing. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, wait. So, I am such a rookie that I just realized about 10 seconds ago that my headphones were never plugged in to my phone when I was just recording this podcast. So now this is literally round two, take two, because the first one was, (laughs) it was never recorded. Oh gosh. Okay. (laughs) Let me just recap about 10 minutes of passionate content. Is it even still recording? All right, good. Jesus. Um, anyways, you're listening to Amanda Victoria personal podcast by AV Aesthetics. And like I said earlier, I had just came up with an amazing second podcast to share with you guys. Um, But apparently, I did not have the headphones in connected to my phone. And the audio that I did manage to capture sounded like I was talking to you through a toilet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Great introduction. Good second impression, Amanda. Like, your first one? Okay, no. That audio, I'm so sorry, you guys. Like, that back feed was just hardcore ratchet. Um, But for the 15 of you (laughs) that actually listened throughout it all, like, mad props to you. Thank you so much for your support. (laughs) You have no idea. Um, but if you're listening now, um, you've already probably concluded how crazy I am. Um, but on a real note, let's get serious here. I am Amanda Victoria and I truly appreciate you listening in on my personal podcast that is connected with AV.Aesthetics. It's basically a brand that I'm trying to create uh, for myself as a licensed esthetician in good old small Lafayette, Louisiana, where you literally average nineteen hundred dollars, no, nineteen thousand dollars a year as an esthetician, and truthfully, I just cannot accept that. Um, in my last podcast, I had briefly talked about kind of some funny stories on where I went after graduating Aveda. One of those being a Ulta store where I just always took too much time and passion on people's skin. And then I worked at a local business spa, day spa, whatever you want to call it, as a receptionist. Got some money, decided to dip out because I was a young prick. And came back with a tattoo and no money and still living at my mom's. So, esthetician life was not as glamorous as I destined it to be. Um, So, like I said, I went back to waiting tables because I'm the shit at waiting tables. And I sort of gave up the aesthetic side. I don't know. I just, like, kind of felt too lazy. At first, I had just lost my stepfather at the time. Um, 
I think within that past year. And it was just like, I was just, just in such an effort mode, you know? I really had no direction. I had no motivation. I just felt like, okay, what, what am I supposed to do now? Like, I don't really have anything set up. It wasn't like college where you could just have this internship that you kind of like messed around with and didn't get paid but still went to school. And then once you got out of school, you were just like, boom, already employed. Like, it just wasn't like that. And, you know, my home life was just shitty. My parents were just constantly down each other's throats over the divorce that finally was finalized after, like, nine freaking years. So just losing my stepdad and then going through a nasty divorce and then figuring out that college was not for me back then like I literally dropped after a semester and a half just because like I couldn't do it anymore I feel like I was just like like a monkey in a cage like I just needed to rip out and like jump around and be passionate about stuff that I wanted to be passionate about I didn't want to sit in a classroom and like learn about freaking oh my god that was the worst class ever math 99 or like community math like basically the lowest math class you can take in school at college or university wherever you are okay I am not a math person I am not I repeat a math person so if I'm ever asked like a quick like hey Amanda what's uh four plus two I'm just like ah you know yeah obviously it's six but I just had all that time to like make that funny expression to just catch my breath and be like, oh my god, six. Okay, probably not that dumbed down, but yeah, my drift. So, I just wasn't going anywhere. I just started waiting tables. Decided to work at a few places, like, I don't know, like a po' boy shop, and then some pizzeria place, and it was depressing. Um... And then I came up with this, like, grand scam idea that I was going to go move to Florida and work on the beach at, like, the Ritz-Carlton and do facials beachside and get paid buku money. And you know what my ticket was to that? My dad lives in Florida. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to go live in Florida. Try this out for a little bit. Well... The minute I got to Florida, which you guys probably don't know, but I lived in Florida before this. So I had friends and family already, whatever. Um, everywhere I went, especially like just Sarasota area, spas, whatever, they only needed 250 hours to be certified with a license that I had. Wait, what? Okay, hold up. I literally just did like 1,200 freaking hours. 750. I can't even remember, but it was a freaking lot. It was like six months, six days a week. Okay, and it was not easy. And they basically told me that I could not get hired because I also did not have a license in massage therapy 
And I just freaking died. I was like, okay, well, there goes my dream of living pina colada side on the beach doing skincare like I always dreamed. Yeah, my dreams are crushed. But I mean, come on, guys. Like, how realistic was that even going to play out? I should have probably looked up regulations and stayed bored before I even moved. But you know what? Life is made of small moments like that. Um... So after that whole run in Florida, I basically waited tables again and um, made a lot of money because it was snowbird season, and if anyone's ever visited Florida, you know that it is dead for half the year and then busy as hell with old people and little kids and families for the other half of the year. And so I just... I don't know, I just worked during that season, and I kind of, like, was young, and I blew it again. Guys, I know, I'm so stupid, like, stupid with money. I'm not stupid anymore, but, like, you've already taken from the first one that, like, I'm just, I was so naive, guys. So naive, so entitled, such a brat, like, didn't care. So, after I made all my money, and then lost, like, obviously spent all my money, um... I decided to come home because I had mold in my apartment. Yep. Mold in my apartment. I remember I was getting really sick for a while. And I just noticed Daisy, like my dog, she was just being really weird. Not weird. I mean, she's always weird. But, like, this was different. She was just not like her total healthy self and neither was I and I was taking a shower one day and I noticed above my shower sill door there was like this shadow so I got up on my toilet after my shower and I looked and there was literally like a just black dust black mold and I freaked the f out I called my landlord and they came and put um, what's it called? Frickin' I don't even know. I can't even remember. But they put that stuff over it. It was like white paste. And, um, just covered it up. Didn't even care. So I was still feeling weird after they had covered it up, and I just felt wrong. I felt like they should have probably done some tests or even just like a swab, you know, and send it out for testing to see if it's, like, lethal. Um, and I had been in communication with my mom for, you know, a couple days about it until um, I had put something on Facebook asking if, I had any um, home inspectors in my friend group that could come out and just take a look. Um, so this guy messaged uh, messaged me and he was like, hey, um, I just read your post and your story and I'm willing to do like pro bono work for you because it sounds like you have a really serious situation. And I'm like, oh shit, like, okay, well thank you. Yeah, come on in. But at the same time, it was like, damn, this guy's doing pro bono for this like it was 
already getting freaky. So we get the report back and it basically says in simpler terms, get the F out of your apartment now. So I called my mom and I told her, you know, what had happened. And at this point, season in Florida was just really dying. And it wasn't like I was about to go make, you know, $1,000 a weekend again um, by waiting tables. You know, everyone had left Florida to go back to their regular homes for the rest of the year. And there I was just kind of alone in Florida, wasn't even in contact with my dad at the time. Um, and just kind of decided last minute after being in Florida for a year and a half, completely building this new life with new friends and just knew everything. It was like a new Amanda. I said, you know, I really miss home and I think it's time. I think it's time to come home. Um, so I moved back to Louisiana and I think this was 2015. Um, at this point, it, it, it may have been 2015. 14, 16, I, I'm not very good with my timeline, but it, it was a long time ago, uh, and I decided to really put, you know, my head to the ground and start pumping out resumes to give to spas and, uh, even dermatologists' offices, surgeons, whatever, um, and I just knew that, like, I needed to utilize the license that I had put a lot of work into. I think I had my fun run in Florida, you know. Those were some freaking crazy-ass days. And I will never forget them. But at the same time, like, I was growing up, you know. And I knew I had such a passion beforehand. Um, I just never knew that I could utilize it the way that I have in the present. So I ended up applying to this med spa um, here in town and ended up getting hired and the training was absolutely unbelievable. Guys, if, if you're an esthetician and you're listening, you get so much of your training from your employer. Don't spend your money by s signing up for these classes such as, you know, microdermabrasion or dermaplaning or, um, you know, oh, dear God, please do not take out your life savings to go to a laser skin care institute because I'm telling you, when you find this employer and you start performing medical aesthetics you're going to get trained properly and you're going to be taken to places and seminars and classes that are going to get you there. Most of the employers that you are going to probably come in contact with have different equipment than other companies or offices. And that's what separates them from others. You know, obviously you're going to find 
similar machines and similar procedures and, you know, across the board, the same exact services. But it's the products and it's the equipment and machines and the tools that they can differentiate themselves from. And with your, you know, fresh skill and passion, um, they're going to utilize you and train you to do exactly, you know, what their equipment, protocols, procedures do. And that's amazing. Like, go after that. That is a free ticket to basically up in your game a thousand percent in the esthetician world. I was taken to New Orleans for the day, and I was a part of a seminar uh, licensing class that basically went over biophysics and light spectrum and science and chemistry over laser therapy, you know, the depths of the skin and the epidermis, the dermis, which light on the spectrum penetrates the deepest and what light property it has. I mean, I'm talking from A to Z dictionary on laser skincare, and it was badass, and I was in heaven. But it was free. It was free to me. I was being used and utilized as almost a soldier for her, you know, my, my employer, my boss, she had a lot going on with her injectables and which also is an amazing thing to get under your belt as well. And you don't necessarily have to be, you know, poking people with these needles, but when you understand, you know, what she's doing with her work and getting to know the demographic and the economy side and the market and all of the details about these particular injectables, you know, such as Juvederm, um, Kybella, Restylane, uh, Botox, Dysport, I mean, you name it. There are so many different injectables that you're going to, you know, come across when you start to become more advanced in your, in your skill and your trade. And once you, like, get that stuff down pat, um, whenever you have a guest come in to see you, um, sorry, I'm kind of used to saying guest because I worked at a wax center and we weren't allowed to say clients. When you get a client, a new client in especially, and they're coming into your spa and they are scheduling, say, for instance, a consultation with you, and they don't necessarily know what they need, they know they need help, uh, they just don't know where to start. And those types of people are my favorite because I love, absolutely love to just really take apart everything in your skincare routine, your diet, your nutrition, your wellness, your lifestyle, you know, any allergies, any type of things that you have tried in the past, any things that you want to, you want to try in the future um, and what's really going to help you right now. And I love, love, love doing that. And Whenever I really got under my belt the logistics of injectables, I was able to not only incorporate my business as far as my scope of practice on treatments for them, but also let them know, like, you're in the right place. You're in a one-stop shop, baby. Like, listen, Miss So-and-so, she is going to make, you know, all of those fine lines and wrinkles look like you are 17 again. 
and she does the naturalist work when she's inserting Botox, and you will never, ever be having to worry about other people knowing that you got Botox, and boom, that was literally, like, what everyone wanted to hear, it was like, oh, God, like, I don't want people to see that I did Botox, like, I don't want people to know, no one's gonna know if you go to the right dermatologist slash physician, doctor, whatever. You want to start getting a little worried when you start not looking like yourself. Um, but where I was getting at was, um, that's what I did for about another year and a half. And it was awesome. It was really cool. I, I got so much under my belt. The only thing that I really took away from it, though, was... Building clientele is really hard, like super, super hard, and it's going to have to come from you, not your specials, not your Groupons and your 50% off this and that. It's going to have to come from you and what you're passionate about, and you need to show them why you're passionate about it. And why them, out of everyone, you're excited to treat because you just see so much in their skin and what it could be. And that's really when people start, like, perking up their ears. Like, dang, she made me feel excited about my skincare routine when I get home. Like, I want to literally do it now. I don't even want to wait till tonight. And that, that's the type of energy you have to implement on your clientele, whether you're in the beauty industry or not, like, if you're, you know, even selling freaking, I don't know, like, speakers, say, for instance, you want to make sure that the person buying it or that, you know, crowd that you're trying to show this speaker to, make it, like, guys, you would be totally missing out if you didn't get this speaker. I know you love to listen to your favorite band, whatever, and it's going to sound dope as hell on this compared to just listening to it on your headphones. Plus, you get to share this speaker as like a whole kind of home entertainment. You know, it's, it's got great quality sound and it even has a fucking light show. Like, hell yeah. Have some people over, turn off the lights, like start doing your light show shit. Like all about the plural life guys. But seriously, When you make it seem like, why didn't I have this before? Or why haven't I been doing this all along? That that right there is really what's going to place you into such a different um, level of selling your products. Selling your retail, selling your service, selling yourself. And I want to just encourage everybody to sell yourself before you sell what you're selling because when people notice how passionate you are as a person they're going to start to respect you with no matter what you're talking about and then once you like involve a product or a service into your passion of not only about yourself and what you offer but they're going to start listening because they're going to say oh my god you know I respect her and her passion so why wouldn't I respect what she would recommend to me it's a no-brainer so 
that was a lot of information that I think I just gave up for free. But it's okay because I don't even know if that's right. Um, but it's been working for me. I literally just won um, top associate for 2018 on excellence of highest retail conversion for a certain black center corporation and then I also won the queen awards for the region on retail conversion so I mean I think I know what I'm kind of talking about but um I don't want to like continue on with this podcast any too longer because I feel like I've already kind of talked about a lot and I want all of you to kind of take that in and digest it Um, and if anyone has any questions or wants to kind of, you know, submit some topics that they're interested in, I'm totally down. Go to Instagram and just type in av.aesthetics and you should see my Instagram page and you guys are more than welcome to DM me or even on Facebook if you go to facebook.com slash skin aesthetics by AV it should pull up my AV aesthetics page and um, you can message me and right now I'm actually offering electronic um, consultations just because I'm trying to figure out what the rules and regalities are as far as treating you guys here in my own home which would be the most ideal for me because I hate leaving my home but um, yeah you guys, like, get involved. I really want to hear from you, and I appreciate, you know, anyone who's stuck through the end. Um, I hope that, you know, I can see a lot of you fellow estheticians at the Dallas, Texas convention. I am so excited for the International Congress of Aesthetics and Spa oh, in April, and it's going to be glorious and magical and heaven on earth. I am such a nerd. I am such a skin nerd. But... This is going to conclude my second podcast. Again, guys, I am just starting out. I am I have no idea what I'm doing, what I'm talking about, if I'm rambling, if I'm not. But I just feel like this is my way to go. So, again, you're listening to Amanda Victoria um, by AV Aesthetics. It's a personal podcast that just goes through my life experiences as an esthetician in Louisiana and what I have to offer as far as um, advice, encouragement, and inspiration. Um, Probably next episode I'm going to want to really talk about the basics of skincare and I feel like a lot of people, um, there's just so many like simple facts about skin that anyone can understand and then once you understand those simple facts like it's just all going to make sense for you. So. I'll be working on that for this period of time between now and the next. Um, And then also stay tuned because I'm literally going to share everything about my crazy Demodex folliculitis outbreak horror show. Ugh. Yeah. It's, It's as worse as I'm making it sound. So... Love you guys. I will talk to you guys soon. And good night. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day tomorrow. All right. Bye, guys.